Good morning, Pharmacy Podcast listeners. This is Ken Sternfeld, and welcome to Bagels with my sister, Judith. Judith is in Israel right now, and I am here in New York. You can tell by my accent. And we do this every Sunday to just talk about things in life that connect us and hopefully with you as our listeners. Judith, good afternoon, evening in Israel. How are you today? I'm good. Um, I'm very good. Um, it's Yom uh, Rishon, um, which is Sunday. Sunday's really the start of our week here. Um, you know, we go back to work. We don't have a weekend, so to speak. Um, and I'm just uh, getting back to a better balance after being away for three days um, in a lot. Uh, for a, an international uh, belly dance. We're, we're going to want to hear. We're going to want to hear all about that because uh, we spoke about it last week. And I apologize to our listeners. We had some technical difficulties last week where the phone kept cutting out. Hope it doesn't do that again. Right. I'm ready to get a new phone. I think that's on the top of my list. But anyway, Sundays for for me when I was a pharmacist were also the beginning of the week. I if you recall, I worked a lot of weekends. I was kind of the weekend warrior. Uh, my schedule was Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And then when I was a, um, one of the, at that time, I also did Tuesday. So I was off Wednesdays and Thursdays. That was kind of my weekend. And it was always nicer to be off, I felt, during the week uh, when things weren't the hustle and bustle during the weekend. But Sunday was the first day of each new week in the CBS. A business model, like, you know, you had your scripts and your business that went from Sunday to Saturday. So Sunday, for me, was always the first day of a new week. And uh, I always like to bring in the best uh, staff that I ever had over the weekend because it gave us a chance to uh, uh, to really work towards making the week uh, a good week. Because if you start off good, then uh, hopefully the week uh, carries through. So tell us about what you did this week, because today's conversation is about quality of life. It's about doing things around the things you have to do and do the things you want to do to kind of give you that balance in life, which you need not just in retirement, you need it every single day. So tell us about belly dancing uh, for Judith uh, this week. Oh, it was the best. Um, this is, I, I've gone a number of years Um I have a wonderful belly dance teacher. She, uh, I found her because she was teaching in my health club right across the, the road from where we live. And not only is she a great teacher and a great performer, but she has a wonderful heart. And she made me feel really welcome and um, important to her to come to class with my life experience and as a new um resident, a new citizen of Israel, she was just really, really welcoming. Uh, so that was very good. And then she started to have a little performing group for her students to go to this festival. Well, this festival was a, a very nice hotel. And um, a lot is uh, the place in Israel, which is um, there's the Red Sea. There, and um, it opens into the Indian Ocean, so and it can connect 
to um, help connect to the uh, Mediterranean with the Suez Canal. So it was a very, has always been a very important uh, trading, uh, naval trading port. Um, and you have Israel, you have Jordan, uh, you have Egypt, and a little further down you have Saudi Arabia. So there's, there's this, um, uh, like, meeting place of all of these different countries, ancient lands and um, modern countries. So um, there must have been eight to 900 women, mostly women, a couple of men, a few husbands here and there, some male teachers, um, but all of these women and for three days and late into each night, there were classes, there were workshops, there were people who came from abroad, uh, mostly belly dance, but some flamenco and some African dance, and that, uh, well, I said flamenco. Um, it was great. Well, sounds good. So all day long, you were in workshops, and at night there were shows, and we were the show, you know, all the different groups and teachers, and then in the Late night, they had a great uh, Middle Eastern orchestra alive, and uh, they played it in rhythms that just touch your very soul. And everyone's all dressed up in these co in these belly dance costumes with jingle bells and sparkles and veils, and it's such a, a an organic dance form, and it's a native dance form to this part of the world. So I, I, I feel high, you know, without any use of drugs. Um, you know, the music just seeped into my cells and my soul. And I danced uh, till 3.30 in the morning uh, last night, when the, not last night, the night, you know, uh, Friday night. Um, and, like, I'm still drunk with it. Wow. You know, the... We, we spoke about music being that universal, but you're really connecting the music to the dance and then putting the physical motion into it. And, uh, you know, everybody everybody loves to dance, whether you're a, a little baby or, or, or any part of, part of your life. I mean, yesterday, Emily took uh, Leia over to her gym class, you know, in the morning. It's kind of this little gymboree, and uh, she gets gymboree. to get, yeah. yeah, and it's called a little gym. Uh, last week I got thrown out because uh, I was on the outside of the glass where all the kids were and uh, uh, Leia kept looking at me and wanted to come out to us and to see me and Grandpa Kenny, but she couldn't, you know, she messed up the whole class. So I, I had to leave because I was uh, expelled. Emily said that uh, Leia was, 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 I, was I was expelled from Little Jim uh, last Saturday. But yesterday I didn't go because, you know, once you're expelled, you know, you, you can't go. But Emily told me last night we had dinner with them that Leia kept looking out the glass looking for Grandpa Kenny. So that made me feel good. But the, inter yeah. the interesting thing is music and dance starts at such an early age. Ronnie, you know, uh, spends time during the week uh, watching Leia and Hannah when Emily goes back to work. So Ronnie has taught Leia, because Ronnie loves Earth, Wind, and Fire, and Chicago, and the Beatles, has taught her a lot of 
little songs and little oh. dances. And one of them was Earth, Wind, and Fire, Do You Remember? And it's, you know, Earth, Wind, and Fire is a is just a band that's been around forever. And anything that they play, right. play, you just have to dance to. So Emily said last night that at the Little Gym, when they put on the music, one of the songs was the Earth, Wind, and Fire, Do You Remember? And and Leia started to dance and, raise, you know, her hands, like uh, putting them up and down, like Ronnie had obviously showed her. And and it was it was amazing that that dance and that music resonated with even a, a child, you know, 15, 16 months old. And that's going to be with her forever, that dance, that music, that quality of life that adds a little smile, a little a little niceness to the day. So no matter how old you are, I mean, I, I don't dance, don't ask me. I can't dance, don't ask me. I always used to say that. Ronnie and I, even before I, uh, you know, struggled with some of the physical challenges, uh, you know, we would dance at weddings and bar mitzvahs and stuff like that. But I, you know, I saw, I saw you dance. Yeah, yeah. There, there, there were some, bit. there were some people who've seen me dance. Not many, but uh, you know, we'd, we'd always get that, always that one dance. We had our wedding song, so we would always ask the band, uh, you know, Chicago, just you and me, and we dance, and I do that slow dance. But you know, don't get me up there for any of that other stuff because it just didn't work. But I do have a belly. I have a big belly. So maybe belly dancing okay. is, the, is the thing that I should do. Maybe uh, I'll take a little remote course from you. Actually, that reminds me of a point I didn't mention. At this, you know, festival, there were, well, women of all shapes and all sizes. Uh, some very, uh, very ample women. And the thing was, they were just dancing away and shaking away, and they were really comfortable with and with their bodies and comfortable being in their bodies. And that was like a beautiful thing to watch. It wasn't like you had to look this way or you had to look that way or you had to be tall or small or, or young or old. It's like you were who you are within your body and and you were rejoicing and celebrating that and, and that's really a wonderful aspect of belly dancing because you don't see it in some western dance forms like a ballet you'll never see you know a ballerina who's 300 pounds because she can't be lifted into the air. But I'm telling you, there were some women who, who must have been 300 pounds. Wow. And they were sh shaking it away with the best of them, with the best of us. And that was great to watch. And the other thing about music and dance is we are, our bodies are our instruments. We, we are born in our instruments. They're percussion instruments, like our heart is always beating, um, we're always breathing, our, our, our eyes are always, you know, flickering, uh, our blood's pulsing, all of these rhythmic um, uh, percussion um, sounds and movements are going on in our bodies, and we're also wind instruments from our breath. So, 
we ha- we're not strings. I don't, we're not. There's one one more kind of instrument I forget. Woodwind strings. Ah, and we're not brass. <laughs> but um, we are instruments. I would, and so I remember the metronome sitting on the ta- on the top of the piano. The metronome is like your beating heart. It's like your 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 rhythm exactly. rhythm of life. And I used to hear that re- metronome. And Stephen was practicing, or Dad, and and today we're celebrating. Sadly, uh, forty four years that we've lost our dad. But uh, it just it just reminds you of that that beat that that was a life. It was life. Music was life. The dance was life. It's almost like the, uh, because not one size fits all, it's almost like a pharmacogenetic one size fits all quality of life. You can dance however you like. You could do a salsa, you could do a, uh, our cousin Marsh is taking line dancing at, uh, uh, you know, line dancing, like uh, uh, whatever that is. And at whatever age, whatever age you are, you could do a little movement and a little dance and people dance in the pool, people who can't move around, they do aquatic dancing. So the quality of life, which is really what we all look for, comes with just doing and, and moving and and not just sitting and, and and thinking all about what's wrong with what's going on. But you have to kind of move a little bit. You have to, and you tie it into travel. You know, you even though you travel oh, yeah. from... Oh, yeah. Always from on the move. yeah, you're always on the move. And, and that travel, that that dose of travel, you know, Nabella, you know, our friend who does oh, that yeah. uh, website, she travels, she was in Colombia, and she does it like around her CVS uh, schedule and she just picks up and she'll go, she'll go everywhere and travels by herself and meets people. But, a, a, you know, caution right now, sadly, with some of the things that are going on, we always have to kind of take a little bit of a dose of caution with travel with some of the things that are going on here with the coronavirus and things like that. Not right, to, you know, not to put any, you know, the fear of anything, but caution is really what we do. Taking that extra uh, precaution and not putting yourself uh, out there and doing things that we should be doing every day, you know, in terms of not trying to spread germs and washing our hands and things like that. We're doing a, a, a conference here and it had nothing to do with coronavirus, but it's kind of timely. Uh, we're doing something called Take Charge here at the Avalon, right at the uh, um, apartment building that we live on March 12th. And and it's about really, even when you go to your doctor, you want your doctor to wash his or her hands before they work with you. You want to take those extra precautions and not you know, have people be sneezing in your mouth. And you want to always make sure. Last night, we went on online to try and get Purell. You know, and Ronnie went to like five different. Oh, Purell, right? But, I, I, uh, yeah, but you know, use that kind of stuff. Well, well, try and use it here in America. There's a there's a crazy shortage. We couldn't find Purell in three or four CVSs that they went to, and then they went online, and there is now because of this coronavirus, the the you know the the tremendous. Uh, a desire for people to go out and get this for your Purell. And even in, even the supermarkets are getting overcrowded. People are trying to, you know, buy things that maybe they can put in the freezer. So, you know, there's, there's certainly a high, high, high level of concern and there should be, but you know, we don't want there to be panic or anything else like that. So there needs to be a little bit of a, of a calming sensation because 
Sadly, one person, you know, died in the United States who was the first person. Right, you have one death in Oregon. Yeah, but again, it, you know, again, you have to kind of look a little deeper and don't let the news stories, you know, create, uh, you know, craziness. I mean, uh, you know, so we just have to be cautious, cautious. But keeping your quality of life going also comes with being cautious and doing things to take care of yourself and to prevent illness and sickness and things like that. And for us, you know, for me personally, you know, it's that personalized physician, that Dr. Goodman, you know, that Dr. Cohen who takes care of our mother-in-law, you know, it's that, that doctor who really takes the time to really do the things and talk to you and guide you through your health. So quality of life relates to health, but it also relates to a mental position of not letting what you have to deal with stop you from really looking for the best things in life. And I, I commend you specifically because you just don't let anything stop you and you just go and you enhance your life every single day. And I, I, I'm kind of drawn by that. And that's why uh, I try and emulate some of the things that you talk about and you do. You know, you're, touch, oh. you're, you're touching on something that, that's really important because um, it doesn't matter what age you are, but, but certainly as you get older, and if mobility is challenged, if things occur, obviously even a rel- relatively healthy person, at, at a, even at an elder age, if, God forbid, they fall or they have, a, you know, something that causes them to, you know, break a hip or, you know, do something or an arm or a leg, and then their mobility is that's, challenged. That's uh, it is very common, and that's why we do some of the things called fall risk, um, you know, fall risk assessments uh, to to try and avoid that for our patients. Because if that happens, they go on a very quick downward spiral. And, oh, yes. you know, Medicare is, I think, estimated that, you know, over 40, 45 percent 
of patients, you know, are, are depressed as well, because once you get this physical challenge, of course, it leads to the mental, um, you know, challenge. And, and again, you have to kind of keep working at it because uh, that physical movement, that physical therapy, um, I, I'd like to believe I listen to my own voice, but it's challenging. I don't move around, but I, but I have to try and get a little movement. Like last night, um, you know, after when I and I went to the hockey game and we got by home and I was really very, very exhausted and very tired and just sitting there. And then we had the opportunity to say and go just, you know, to go see Emily and Aaron and, and have dinner with them and the kids. And normally I would just say I'm exhausted, which I was. Normally I just say I could hardly move, which I couldn't. But I just took that extra effort to go. And I'm so glad I did. Because you have to do it. You have to make sure that you don't just pass on those opportunities to kind of keep a little bit of positive into what could be a very negative situation if you just looked at it as the glass being half full as opposed to, or half empty, as opposed to half full. So um, the quality of life issues are things we all deal with. You know, we're not going to get into it today, but what we're doing is our XVIP is trying to make the quality of life for pharmacists who need to spend more time with their families and with their well-being to make sure that they have a balance in their life. And it's not just the burnout and the physical and emotional and mental challenges of doing their job in difficult environments. So we are working very hard. As a matter of fact, this week, this past week and this coming week, you know, we're hiring pharmacist all across the country to be that concierge farm pharmacist who does the things that he or she enjoys and really helps people. So it's an exciting time and you really have to focus on the quality of life and you have to focus in the mirror to say, what can I do for me so I can help more people? And that's really the vision that we're trying to do with RxVIP in the pharmacy vertical because we are an important part of healthcare no matter what the legislation Absolutely. says. So I always love talking to you. Uh, anything planned for this coming week that's exciting? Oh, yeah, actually. Well, <laughs> this country is, has a very exciting tomorrow. We're voting oh, boy. <laughs> for uh, the you know, prime minister. And uh, that, that's a hot topic at the moment. Um, uh, I'll keep my own personal, uh, you know, political comments to myself, but um, there's a lot of division in opinions here. So that's uh, that's going to be exciting. But I am taking a trip with my folk dance group. We're going to go touring around, and we'll be back in time to vote. So that's exciting. Uh, oh, I'm very excited. My my friend Renee who, unfortunately, you know, she's from high school. Um, uh, unfortunately, she passed away three years ago from cancer. But um, one of her daughters, her youngest daughter, had um, a little boy this past week. So on Tuesday, there's the breast. So even though she's not here, there's like a, a, con- a continuation of her family here. So I'm going to that. And then the next day I have tickets uh, with a friend of mine to go see uh, 
stars of the New York City Ballet and, uh, coming here. Uh, so we, we have tickets. And the next day, I have tickets to the opera. So I think about Dad uh, with the opera because he loved opera. Stephen loved opera. And, and I love opera. Not the more, you know, esoteric heavy ones like the Wind Cycle, Wagner, but, but um, you know, the fun and lighter ones. So, uh, so that's my week, and I'm really um, glad about it. I'm exhausted. Um, I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted just listening to you. Are you sure you can't put anything else in? I mean, it doesn't seem like you're really doing uh, enough. No, there, there, really there are no more days. On, no, come on. Holy, <laughs> holy, very, you know. And usually, it's not that busy. And then, of course, I have my normal daytime activity. Oh, of course, that goes. Um, that goes without saying. That goes without saying. So, but so I, I'm feeling good, and it's March first. So March to me represents like the beginning of spring. I think uh, it officially starts spring, maybe March twentieth. Uh, my friend Kathy's birthday, Aviva. Um, so I'll get together with her, and you know the weather is starting to warm up, and I know it's, it was mom and dad's anniversary, and it's Avi's birthday at the very end of the month. Watch the no, the the days are longer. I I can feel it, uh, so it makes me happy. Well, we're happy that you're happy. I'm happy that you're happy, and I, as always, want to thank you for brightening my days, starting my week off on Sunday. I don't feel it's going back to work. I think just talking to you gives me that connection that uh, that drives my spirit and my my mind to do things that actually help myself and help other people around us, which is the kind of the Judith, the Dar Sternfeld, um, I think, dose of, uh, of culture and what you are all about. So I thank you. I thank our listeners. We'll be with you again on Bagels with My Sister next Sunday. And I want to thank you for listening. I thank Judith. For joining us. Oh, and you know what? For the trip tomorrow, I stopped in today. We have to bring our lunch. Um, I stopped in today at Holy Bagel, and I got myself a bagel with Philadelphia cream cheese and lox. Well, and that's I, what I'm taking. I must be. Tomorrow. I must be honest to you and my and my listeners, our listeners. Uh, I haven't had a bagel uh, since. Uh, the beginning of this year because I've been trying to lose weight. So I talked the talk, I but I haven't walked the walk. But on Friday, uh, I had a bagel. On Thursday, when I was leaving, ah. Do- when, I, when I was leaving Dr. Goodman's office, and Dr. Goodman is so wonderful for our, uh, our XVIP and our students, and of course he's my doctor. And I says, you know, I'd like to bring lunch tomorrow for you and Bess, and uh, I had students who were coming in, so uh, uh-huh. so so I said I'd bring some lunch. And uh, he wanted his roast beef sandwich on a roll, which I got, and for best. But I bought four bagels for the three students and one for myself. And I had a bagel with cream cheese on Friday, on Pharmacy Friday. So you and I, thousands and thousands and thousands of miles away, had connected with the bagel again without even knowing Isn't about it. Isn't that amazing? It. Is it's amazing. It's kind thousands of... Thousands and thousands of miles away, we felt that connection, that bagel connection. So when I picked up the bagel at Belmore Bagels, the four bagels, and Dr. Goodman's roast beef sandwich with uh, lettuce and tomato, a little bit of French dressing, which I thought was interesting. Uh, and then we went back and we had bagels with Dr. Goodman. So 
Judy, have a wonderful week. I love you. I love you. And I will be I back love you. I love you too. with our listeners. With and both- we're, you know, March starts today. The next month. So our next month closer to coming to see you. That's right. I can't wait for that. We'll be doing bagels and bag- bagels coming. with my sister face to face. This is Ken Sternfeld, the concierge pharmacist and the sister of the star of our show, Judith the Dar Sternfeld, on bagels. With, <laughs> we're going to have to call it. Bagels with the concierge pharmacist because it'll be Judy's show. Anyway, have a great week, everyone, and thank you for listening.